Cancer Advances, a Cleveland Clinic podcast for medical professionals, exploring the latest innovative research and clinical advances in the field of oncology. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cancer Advances. I'm your host, Dr. Dale Shepard, a medical oncologist here at Cleveland Clinic overseeing our TOSIC Phase 1 and sarcoma programs. Today, I'm happy to be joined by Dr. Tom Budd, an oncologist in the breast and sarcoma programs here at the TOSIC Cancer Center. He's here today to talk to us about a breast cancer vaccine trial. So welcome, Tom. Hi, Dale. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Tell us a little bit to start out about your role here at Cleveland Clinic. Okay, so I'm a medical oncologist at the Cleveland Clinic uh, with a particular interest in breast cancer, sarcoma, and clinical trials. And I've done some work in the past in chemo prevention. And this study is like the first step on the way to an immunoprevention strategy. Excellent. So let's just launch into that. So we're talking about uh, today about a breast cancer vaccine. Tell us a little bit about uh, this breast cancer vaccine and maybe a little bit about its origin. Well, this is all based on the work of uh, a basic scientist colleague of uh, mine and ours, Dr. Vince Tui. Uh, Vince Tui is an immunologist, a PhD immunologist who did preclinical work uh, in a breast cancer model showing that uh, a breast cancer vaccine could prevent breast cancer in this animal model. And it's based on what he has termed the retired antigen hypothesis. So the idea here is that we develop an immune response to an antigen expressed on the cancer cells. The problem is cancer cells are derived from human cells. So a lot of the antigens, the proteins on their surface are shared by normal cells. And this uh, has stymied us uh, therapeutically. A retired antigen is one that is expressed conditionally and then it's no longer expressed. And specifically, the alpha-lactalbumin protein, which is expressed in normal tissue only in lactating breasts. So that it's a milk protein. When a woman is lactating, this protein uh, is uh, expressed in the lactating cells. Other than that, it's not uh, expressed. So the idea uh, is to use this as a target. And the reason that this is a target is that the same protein is expressed on some breast cancer cells and specifically some so-called triple negative breast cancer cells, cells that are negative for estrogen receptor, progesterone receptor, and HER2. In the preclinical models, uh, it was possible to develop an immune response with a vaccine against this alpha-lactate albumin and prevent breast cancer. Now, we're not ready to do that yet in human beings. There are many intermediary and first steps to take. Since uh, this is going to be primarily targeting initially triple negative breast cancer, uh, remind us what percentage of patients with breast cancer would have triple negative breast cancer? Triple negative breast cancer uh, is approximately 15% of all new breast cancer. It is the worst breast cancer to have at the moment because it's triple negative. What that triple negative means is that those negatives mean that we don't have targets. In the case of ER positive breast cancer, we can use that estrogen receptor as a therapeutic target. In the case of HER2 positive breast cancer, we can use HER2 as a therapeutic target. So we don't have any specific targets for triple negative breast cancer, and we're kind of stuck with chemotherapy at the moment. The other thing about triple negative breast cancer is that it's the most common 
type of breast cancer in patients who have BRCA1 mutations. And this is a familial a tendency to develop breast cancer. So this is a, a target group. And there are some other inherited breast cancer syndromes uh, that are associated with increased risk of triple negative breast cancer. So Dr. Tui has done a lot of sort of preclinical work, developed this uh, vaccine, and now it's ready to go into a clinical trial. Is that where we're at this point is getting a clinical trial started? Yes, we're getting a clinical trial started. The first clinical trial will be done first to show that we can develop an immune response and what the magnitude of that immune response is, and also to make sure that it is safe to administer to patients. Uh, The first trial will not be strictly prevention. This will be done in patients who have a history of high-risk breast cancer that's triple negative and who have completed all standard therapy. These women then, uh, after their informed consent, will receive three vaccinations two weeks apart and will be monitored for side effects and to see whether they develop an immune response to the alpha lactalbumin. Of course, we'll track them over time. Uh, A beneficial response would be an inhibition of the rate of recurrence. This trial really will not be large enough to prove that it works. In terms of anti-cancer effect, it will be designed to look at the toxicity and the immune response. How many patients are we anticipating will participate in this initial trial? Well, it depends a bit, but it'd be probably around 18 patients. Is this being done as a traditional phase one with dose escalation in terms of the quantity of vaccine given, or is there a change in how many doses of vaccine are given? Well, that's a good question. It's a traditional phase one trial. So we start at a low dose in three to six patients. If they do okay, we escalate the dose. If they do well, we escalate the dose again, not within patients, but in groups of patients. Uh, Because we do do uh, several vaccinations and uh, there may be you know, a booster effect uh, with later vaccinations so that we will be studying them in terms of side effects. And then every two weeks and and later at the end of the follow-up period, we'll be monitoring them for an antibody response and more importantly, a a T-cell response uh, against this antigen. And so this is, um, you did mention about prevention. So some vaccine therapies we're giving for treating the underlying tumor This is being given in patients who have no tumor, trying to ultimately make sure that they have the optimal protection against recurrence, right? Is that? Yes, in this setting. In this setting. Where we want to go from here eventually would be a true uh, prevention strategy where we would treat patients uh, who are at risk for breast cancer, who have never developed breast cancer, to see whether this could reduce their risk of developing breast cancer. The next trial that we envision would be done in patients who have one of these BRCA1 mutations that puts them at risk to develop breast cancer. They would receive the vaccine informed by the dose studies that we're doing now, and we would look for an immunologic response. And then, unfortunately, right now, the only preventive strategy is bilateral mastectomy, preventive or prophylactic mastectomy. We would look in the breasts to make sure there is no autoimmune response in the breasts and would look for an immunologic response. Eventually, we would hope to get to the point where we would vaccinate patients 
to prevent their developing breast cancer and perhaps prevent their having to undergo this mutilating surgery, a bilateral mastectomy. So right now being treated more from a, from a safety standpoint, next step would be preventing in high-risk patients. Is there a thought of using this in adjuvant setting as well for those patients who do ultimately get, um, despite our efforts, uh, triple negative breast cancer? Well, there are thoughts uh, in that direction, yes. In the preclinical models, it's much more effective as a preventive than as a therapeutic, uh, but it may be it could be incorporated into a therapeutic strategy that would involve other uh, immunologic agents such as checkpoint inhibitors and so on. That's one potential development strategy, but I think uh, another alternative would be the purely preventive strategy, and we foresee uh, both uh, strategies being pursued. Has the trial started at this point? No, it hasn't started yet. There are a few hurdles to overcome, but we are optimistic we will be able to start in late July 2021, perhaps August 2021. All right. So well on its way. So something that's uh, going to be starting very, very soon. Um, when this is open, how would patients uh, reach out to us and see about participation? Well, the best would be to contact Cancer Answers, and that's at 886-223-8100, and uh, their information will be referred to appropriate study personnel. Is there work being done on similar vaccines, either by our group or others, to, to utilize the same strategy? Not that I'm really aware of. People have thought about her two directed uh, vaccines, again, these are primarily therapeutic, and right now there's no known familial predisposition, and there are other therapeutic vaccines. A truly preventive vaccine uh, is unique. Uh, there are investigators who have talked about uh, vaccines against the uh, mutated BRCA1 mutation, but these are not nearly ready for human clinical trials. And are there other cancer types that there are similar vaccine strategies for prevention? Well, I think there could be vaccine strategies, other so-called retired antigens. Uh, the particular alpha-lactalbumin vaccine uh, would not uh, be effective against other cancers. It would be specific. Uh, it could be that with a similar immunologic adjuvant and a similar antigen which is retired or which is unique to a protein that uh, a vaccine strategy could be developed against other cancers using a similar strategy. Uh, it would be important to have a group of patients who are at sufficient risk to develop a specific cancer that uh, in effect could be seen and that the uh, potential, any potential side effects would be worth it. Excellent. So we don't really know for sure what the particular side effects are going to be since this hasn't been given in people, but... Well, it hasn't been given in people. It has been given to mice. And the side effects are primarily local reactions. As you might expect, any injection that in induces an immune response may cause a local reaction. Fortunately, the clinical vaccine seems to produce less of a local reaction than was used in the earlier studies because the clinically used vaccine is a much cleaner preparation, frankly, uh, because it's GMP ready for human use. So it's a much cleaner vaccine preparation than was used in the preclinical studies and seems to produce less of a local reaction, but still 
the immunologic effects are preserved when it's given to mice. In mice, given the preclinical vaccine, there were some abnormal liver findings, but we do not anticipate that this will be a problem with this cleaner vaccine. So just uh, going back to the trial in terms of the patients that are going to be enrolled. So clearly uh, it has to be a patient with triple negative breast cancer. When we think about clinical trials, phase one trials that involve other types of therapies like chemotherapies, we think about liver function, kidney function, bone marrow function. Are there any particular characteristics for this particular trial that would keep people out of the trial? What, what sort of uh, patient population are you going to be looking for? Well, of course, we don't know all of the side effects. Uh, we are looking for patients at sufficient risk of recurrence that s- some attempt at additional treatment is reasonable. We are requiring basic normal uh, liver function, kidney function, hematologic function, but it's not uh, a- an exhaustive list, uh, just generally healthy people. What do you see as uh, being the, the other big gaps in sort of developing a therapy like this. Uh, you know, we have to have patients with the right characteristics, uh, the right risk. So are there any other gaps that we're trying to fill? Well, I think the, the real difficulty will come when we try to do a prevention trial uh, because these are very difficult to do. Uh, there are very few drugs that are actually uh, approved to prevent cancer because they require very large patient populations. The patient populations have to be at, at sufficient risk and the treatment has to be sufficiently safe because you're treating healthy people. So these are very difficult trials to do. There's a long sort of payoff so that to have a pharmaceutical company do this is a big gamble. And I think we'll probably have to come through some public resources to do this kind of a trial. I suspect that given the severity of this disease and the sort of lack of treatment options when this disease recurs, that you're probably getting a lot of interest from patients that would like to sort of take part in this trial? Yes, there is tremendous uh, patient interest. We have uh, patient uh, advocates, of course, uh, who are associated with our program. There has been a lot of interest from the patient community. The breast cancer patient community is one that is very involved and has been very supportive. Well, thank you for your insight on this really novel approach to treating uh, breast cancer. Um, And thank you for joining us. Thanks, Dale. Nice to talk with you and hope to talk with you again. Dr. Tui is named as inventor on the technology, which Cleveland Clinic licensed to Anexa Biosciences Incorporated. He will receive a portion of commercialization revenues received by Cleveland Clinic for this technology and also holds personal equity in the company. This concludes this episode of Cancer Advances. You will find additional podcast episodes on our website, clevelandclinic.org slash canceradvancespodcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, you can access real-time updates from Cleveland Clinic's Cancer Center experts on our ConsultQD website at consultqd.clevelandclinic.org slash cancer. Thank you for listening. Please join us again soon.